I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hi, everyone. Oops, podcast here. I'm Francis. That's Julio. That's hey, me. Hey, you pal. What's How up, are you? Dude? How you doing? Good, man. Uh, excited to talk to you. Been a been a week. Good to see you. Yeah. What's happening in your life? <laughs> um, dude, nothing. I've you know, I've been having like I've been on a good little run, feeling good. Uh it's crazy. My life, the dynamics of my life have changed so much now that I've released my Iraq project. Yeah, so give us an update. Where is that stand? Are you, you know, are you on their sort of uh terrorist watch list? <laughs> How has the embassy felt about your work? <laughs> so so far it's gone really it's been great. I mean, it's super validating because feedback's been very positive. It's doing well, all things considered. Like on my YouTube, I don't my YouTube channel literally has nothing of value real not nothing of value, but like I don't have anything that's that viewed. And it's sort of already chugged to a kind of 50, 50% more views than anything I've ever posted. Wow. Which is nice. A lot of positive comments, lots of positive feedback. Um, so it just feels amazing. And like all the Iraq, especially like from Iraqi people who are like super psyched about it. That's cool. You, in a way, did for Iraq what I did for the Department of Sanitation in New York City. <laughs> which is to say... <laughs> You made them look good at a time when most people have not done that. It's usually the other way. Gave them a nice, uh, dude, that's really A funny. little PR boost. That's funny, now, it's it's interesting. I, I want to bring this up, and I, we did sort of allude to it, I think, not long ago, but my old pal Donnie from Barstool mm. uh, has gone to Iraq himself. And I he's a that. travel correspondent at Barstool, and it looks like he's doing some content, probably his typical sort of uh, vlog travel series there um i i can't help but wonder if he was either inspired or just if if it was a coincidence that he went there on the heels of you doing your trip there yeah i I had thought about that too because i somebody tagged me in his post and i was wondering but i think it's probably just a coincidence like a lot of like pure vloggers have gone in the past like year or so um so I'm sure it had been kind of on his radar. Um, I know that I'm happy that I was able to kind of put mine out before he were to do his, only because if he were to put his out before mine, I would inevitably be in his shadow. Sure. While whatever I do could never overshadow whatever he is doing. Have, have you met him? I have. Yeah. You'd like each other. I like him a lot. He's really likable guy. Fine. I, I hold him in very high regard. In my opinion, I think he is the best. He's the funniest vlogger I've ever seen. Not just travel vloggers. Uh, well, you is there, is there another kind? I well, mean, I, think I mean, of, travel, you know, yeah. Jake Paul was a vlogger. Right. No, no, totally. I'm not as familiar with the kind of conventional vlogging. As far as travel vlogging goes, this guy is the pinnacle of vlogging. I actually recommend going to watch his stuff. Yeah. Wonton Don is his. Yeah, the Wonton Don. Man, man some of his early stuff. Unbelievably funny. In China, uh, which, it, you know, you think back, if you were to watch some of the stuff he did early on, even today, or he tried to make it today, it would it would cause some major, <laughs> p- p- you know, politically incorrect problems. Uh, because he's so funny, dude. He's so funny. Um, but, you know, that. He speaking of the you you had you you mentioned that your 
Iraq posts were posted on the Facebook website of Iraq oh, yeah. or something? On some Iraq, some Iraq Facebook page picked it up and like put Arabic uh, captions on it. Cool. Which might be, you might be able to auto-generate those. I don't know. And it's, it's doing super well on that page, which is great. It would be nice if it was on my page, like if there was some way to kind of embed it. Uh, but whatever. I'm happy that it's getting out there. It's not like my stuff was monetized anyway. Yeah. So he had something similar happen to him early on where, you know, he had done this amazing video where he crashed a Manny Pacquiao fight. <laughs> He's so good at getting into places that he doesn't belong or doesn't isn't credentialed for. But by simply, you know, walking with purpose and making up fake press, whatever it is, you know, it's all about confidence. You just yeah. if you believe you're supposed to be there. Most people don't don't question it. So uh, he had gone to this Manny Pacquiao fight, I think, in either the Philippines or Macau or someone somewhere. <laughs> and he went into the ring oh after God. the fight and was like celebrating and all of this and made a long video about it. And um, of course, he put it up on his YouTube channel. And then this was back when World Star Hip Hop was a big website and they ripped it, uh, posted it on theirs and it got, you know, they even millions. tag him. No. Oh my God. So. That's millions and millions of views on their website. That was like when you were allowed to do that. Yeah. At least no, they credited me and they put the link to my YouTube video on it. Yeah. And I've gotten a ton of comments that are all really good. And it's funny to like see them be translated mm. because a lot of Arabic doesn't really translate that well. No. Um, so it's funny to see like what they're, I, I like get what they're saying, but it's like funny to see it in that capacity. Super cool. But dude, in, in regard to, to Donnie, he is like really comfortable in his own skin. He has like a really clear sort of like brand. There's like a lot of things that he does in every video that are like a solid through line. And I just think like he's very accessible to a person who isn't like a travel nerd. And I just think he's like the pinnacle. He, you know, if you spend a lot of time with him, I went to China with him and we made a bunch so of videos. And, and, and the thing that you realize about him, which is such a unique personality trait is that he doesn't feel embarrassment the way that other people do. <laughs> he is almost immune to to it. That's crazy. Um he doesn't feel guilt really or or shame. And it's not like he's not ill intentioned. He's not out to you know to sort of weaponize that, but he he just isn't afraid to make himself look stupid or to look stupid in public mm -hmm. to make a scene you know, and uh, I think that that is something that really lends itself well to, to YouTube and, and yeah. vlogging and stuff. So Dude, totally, totally. Uh, cool. But anyway, check that out if you guys haven't already. I know a lot of people have gotten uh, gotten around to checking it out and I'm pretty, pretty psyched with how it came out. I think all things considered, it was a very small operation. I think it's pretty passable um, as kind of like high quality content. So definitely give it a watch. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Really high quality, really awesome what you're doing. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. We're 
two next? Oh man, that's such, Any a, good, thoughts? That's such a good question. I, uh, yeah, inevitably some like conversations have started now, uh, off the kind of piggybacking off of this. Um, when we'll see if that goes anywhere, dude, I, I have my eyes sort of set on your honeymoon, bro. <laughs> like, you just gonna come no 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 as when it, that's funny but obviously not but but uh it's not that funny <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny hey guys hey dude, i just have a camera oh my god dude, imagine. um I, i'm during that period of time would be a really nice time to kind of knock something out while you guys are also gone mm-hmm. um i don't i don't know where yet but i'm gonna start thinking about that in the next couple of weeks as as you see someone like donnie follow or not you know go to iraq as well and you mentioned that other vloggers had had sort of made that a place to go do you feel like the pursuit of singular um and and sort of untrodden ground uh raises the bar and you're gonna have to seek even more untouched places or more dangerous places to find novel content it's a good question uh so i think there's a couple things i think that there are sort of quote novel and sort of unusual dangerous places that are kind of off the radar that like wouldn't necessarily make for good content because like they would but if you don't have like a a kind of deep cut travel audience and it's just sort of like a more of a mainstream audience which is what i think that i have um it, that that might not land the way that it would for me personally it might not land with them so in my opinion it's like what is a good angle, right? If there is one to be had, you might not even need one in my opinion, but let's say you do, um, balancing sort of like people's expectations about places in general and finding a place where you could do a good sort of like, uh, like flip around of people's perceptions. Mm. So like a place like Iraq is perfect. Like everybody knows all about Iraq. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think other places that might be perfect, honestly, Iran is a place that would be really good. Yeah. Woo. That's a per- that's a perfect one. It kind of takes the Iraq concept to the next level if if we're doing that. But it doesn't need to just be that. I I've, I've always thought it might be kind of funny to do like a comedy tour in like the Balkans oh. and sort of like vlog that. Um it, it, I always get the Balkans confused with the Baltics. Oh yeah, yeah. The Balkans are So the Baltic is like Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania. Okay. And the Balkans are like Bulgaria, Serbia, Macedonia, Macedonia or, you Croatia, know, Montenegro, all all, Romania. Yeah, yeah. All those countries. Um, cool. Could be fun. Drive around those countries, like rent a car, drive around all those countries for two yeah. weeks. So I don't know, dude, we'll see. Um, and at the end of the day, it's like, it's not like I'm making money off of this. <laughs> so it sort of doesn't matter. And I don't really care, which is kind of nice too. I prefer, I would like to someday, but if I never do, I'd rather make it the way I want to make it than make money off of something. I don't like, you know, they, um, do you remember that, there was a journalist who went to visit that uh, cannibalistic tribe, I think in New Guinea or Papua or something uh, yeah, like, like that. So there's a couple, there's a couple of these that have happened, but. And they ate okay. them. Was, were these the people who were getting sick? Did may you hear have, about that? May have been. That might've been Africa. Okay. But tell your they, story. And he went and he, the first time he went, they, they shot at him with arrows or something, oh. but he went back. And the second time he went back, they ate him the third time. They ate him? Ryan might need a fact they check ate the on guy. that. Oh my God. Yeah. That's pretty much what happened. <laughs> they just, they, they were like, we don't usually get, you know, seamless here. <laughs> <laughs> the guy comes back doing smoke signals, <laughs> thinking it's going to do anything. And they just yeah. eat him. Him arriving at their shores is their seamless. <laughs> That's their caviar. Oh my um, god, dude, that's crazy. Are you talking about Michael Rockefeller? 
I don't. 1961, or is this more recent? I think it was more recent. Well, while you're looking, I have a good. I, one I didn't too. know there was a Rockefeller who was eaten. Well, when I when I Googled, I I said who was eaten by a cannibalist, cannibalistic tribe, and then the first answer Google from search. Google is. I'm working on that. Nice, the right. first uh, response is, what famous person was eaten by cannibals? So Michael mm. Rockefeller. But I'll keep looking. You keep going. Yeah. I, th- I thought it was a journalist, but I-, I could be wrong. Maybe it was a doctor. Your your point sounds right. So, somehow. dude, listen to this. There was this, I think somebody won some kind of Nobel Prize or something for this. There was this tribe that was developing this weird disease where they you'd essentially just become like a vegetable. Mm. Uh, and they just could not figure out how this was happening was only a, in this tribe. Very ironic disease for a group of cannibals. <laughs> no, so so they didn't know that they were cannibals. <laughs> but they didn't they didn't know that Did they you were get cannibals. my joke? Right. The vegetable, yeah, yeah. that's good. That was good. That was good. That was for me and me alone. No, dude, that was a good one. That was a good one. That was a good one, bro. <laughs> keep um, going, keep going. No, so they they found out that these people were eating each other's brains. Like they were eating the brains of the dead bodies Oof. and that this disease they were getting could only be gotten from eating like dead human brain. Yikes. And whoever discovered that one surprise fucked up. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. We need that. Uh, that's, that's a huge discovery. <laughs> it's very, <laughs> lots of applications in the <laughs> medical community. That would have been a good documentary if it were sort of like yeah. in the modern time. Ryan, have you found uh, no luck? Just Michael Rockefeller. Okay. That's all it's showing up. All right. Fair enough. Um, well, Julio, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you could do something like that. You could go seek out, you know, I don't know, finding a way to connect with a group of people where there's no translator or there's no mm. bridge to similarity. Agreed. It would be really Almost fun. taking it back to like I, at Columbus when... They would they would trade they would create you know goodwill by trading beads and gunpowder and right. you could find a way to maybe you bring some Pokemon <laughs> cards or something I don't <laughs> NFTs yeah. hey guys mm, look, yeah. look. They'd, they'd be like what the fuck is this <laughs> they'd be like we and don't have the like, internet we don't even know <laughs> honestly I don't even know we're not sure you have to assume its value um, <laughs> the roadmap yeah um dude that's funny. Wait. Here you go. I bought you an acre in the metaverse. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We can plant seeds in here. Well, yeah. not exactly. Digital ones. Um, guys, we're working with a super dope men's apparel brand. It's called Rule of Threads. They have all the basics you could ever want or need. Yeah, their their stuff looks really good and it feels really good. I've personally been really enjoying the the joggers. I like the fact that they fit perfectly they're comfortable and they are you know they look good they've got the pockets in the right places to get it they're super sick they do joggers t-shirts like henley tees they're introducing polos and i don't know if you i know you guys watched the ping pong vid where i triumphantly came back and won i was rocking rule of threads joggers during that victory and it just was a little icing on the cake, baby. Yeah, that's it. We wear this stuff. My pythons are bursting out of the, the <laughs> sleeves, but you know, not in a way that's like going to make anyone else uncomfortable. And that's what you want. You want to know, let people know that you're you're in shape and your pythons are growing, but you don't want to make them afraid. Dude, it's clean, simple, premium menswear basics. Bingo. Go get some. Uh, you can use promo code OOPS20 to get 20% off of your order. Yeah, that's a very good discount. It's a very good discount. This stuff is really nice. Ugh. <laughs> it really is. This oh, yeah. menswear, this men, this, 
This menswear is really nice, and, and you should take advantage of this discount. We love it. We wear it. Uh, go to ruleofthreads.com. Use promo code OOPS20. You'll get 20% off. Go there now. So, dude, sometimes I, I start licking my chops about that a little, the idea of sort of having a team to, uh, to like look into that kind of shit. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. with all the things that go into planning something like this, there's certain things that you just can't do properly. That would be one of the things I would love to have like a research team, like finding stuff mm-hmm. that would be sick. And then, you know, just help thinking of like fun bits to do and stuff. Like I even not to just talk about Donnie this whole episode, but I saw like a thing of him at a soccer game that looked so funny. And I was like, Oh man, I don't know if the season had started yet when I was there, but like that was a really, that's a hilarious idea. Yeah. Like that would have been awesome. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he's done some. He played on a football team in China, like an American football team for a bit. Tackle football. (laughs) I mean, he had all kinds of crazy shit that he was always cooking up. You know, so funny. His Tajikistan blog was our vlog was really funny too. Yeah, yeah. Um, crazy. Cool. Well, all right, good, good. Oh, speaking of honeymoon, um, Mm. we have kind of locked some shit down. Let's hear it. So. It has been very uh, difficult, very difficult, uh, because we were going through a nice, wonderful travel agent lady who kind of organizes these trips and packages, mm-hmm. and we thought because we were referred to her, she's friends with a, fr- a, a mutual friend, so we thought, you know, that'll help us get the, the inside deal, mm-hmm. uh, but turns out that there are really no inside deals. It's just extremely expensive. Mm-hmm all the way around and because i had my heart set on on hanging out with the gorillas um which you know i've been thinking about for years Mm -hmm. uh that's that's been the really difficult expense that you just can't get down because there are very expensive permits that you have to buy each time you go to Mm -hmm. to chill with them Mm -hmm. uh but those permits the money from those permits is what is used to help the conservation effort for the gorillas so you don't you, know, you don't feel bad. It's not like it's just going into the pocket of some, you know, enterprising tracker or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to, then I was looking at flights and the flights were really, really bad. Um, but I managed to get us some premium economy, not business class, but okay. You know, <laughs> so where are you, where are you going? Are you we're going to fly the day after our wedding. The night oh, after wow. our wedding, we're going to fly from Boston through Paris to Nairobi, Kenya. Ah. And then we're going to go, we're going to spend a night in an airport hotel in Nairobi, Kenya. And then we're going to go out into the bush. Are you going to go South Africa or to Rwanda? No, no. We're going to stay in Kenya. Oh. Go into oh. the Maasai Mara ah. and do. Um, Wait, did you? Oh, you said Nairobi. Okay. Nairobi is sorry, in, sorry. Is in yeah, Kenya. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we'll go to the Maasai Mara and and do um watch check out the wildebeest migration cool. i guess that's cool. supposed to be cool and do i think 4 days of safari there and then we'll go back to nairobi and then across to kigali rwanda very cool and then we'll go out to chill with the gorillas very for 3 cool. nights great plan 3 days and then uh and then fly home dude so again not that it matters, but if if the gorillas, if you're looking at that price tag on the gorillas, and you're like, oh man, I do, I do know a workaround on that. That's not sketchy. What's your workaround? There's not. You can do the same thing in an, in another neighboring country Uganda. for 25 percent of the price. Yes, but here's what we've been told about that. What? 
it's that the the land in which the gorillas roam, I think it's in Uganda, yeah. is far vaster. So you can spend hours and hours hiking to try ah, to find so it's them. It's harder to find them. Yeah. And there are also days where you might not even find them at all. Mm. So while the permits are not anywhere near as expensive, uh, when you do the one in Rwanda, You're it's like it. an hour into the foothills. They have eyes on them. They're telling you where they are. You go in, you get to hang out with them. You get your hour and then you get out. You get it done. It's all you get is an hour. That's going to be the quickest hour of my life. Dude. Yeah. I, it's such a like, we, we, I went to where you dispatch from to go do that. And they asked us if we wanted to do it. And I was paying for everybody. And it was literally 10 times more expensive. Mm-hmm. And it was just such a bummer to know that like, I could have said sure, and we would have been able to just go do it right there, and I never got to. So I will live vicariously through your experience. Well, you know, I, I do think that um, there is a, a really good effort being made to protect and grow these gorilla groups. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's, it's you know, it's become a, a major tourist attraction for Rwanda, which mm-hmm. is a pretty developed country, as you know. So with any luck... Um, the the numbers will grow and and it won't be a diminishing species because mm-hmm. it got down to like 200 damn the silverback gorillas there was this woman who once it got to that low of a number she went in and lived among them to protect them for years and helped grow their numbers and then she was murdered what and they never figured out who did it Jesus. i think her name was jane goodall yeah that's what i was gonna say Right. I didn't know that she got murdered. Jesus. Yeah, she was killed and they never found her killers, but they always assumed it was poachers. Huh. You know? Crazy. Yeah, it must have been, right? Yeah. Um, they dude, made a movie about it called Gorillas in the Mist. If you need a good Airbnb recommendation in Kigali, dude, I got you. <laughs> That's where you've been, right? Yeah. I That's cool. There. I stayed in an Airbnb there for like nine nights or something. The religious one. Well, yeah, the religious guy is the dispatcher of the Airbnb, but it was... uh. It was really, really nice. Would he be all right with me and us being there on our honeymoon? Yeah, of course. And sleeping in the same bed? Yeah, yeah. You're I thought ma- the whole married. bit. Oh, right. The whole bit. <laughs> so this is what happened with that. Uh, we brought girls back to the house Ooh. and they were like local girls. Mm-hmm. And he was like, for your safety, he's like, I don't think that's a good idea. But we were like, I bet he just doesn't like that we're not married to these girls and we're bringing them back because he says how Christian he is. Ah, I see. That was the whole bit. But I know you're like, this isn't sounding that appealing. No. (laughs) Dude, it's like really fucking sick. But the best hotel there is the Radisson in Kigali. Okay. It's five star. It's super sick. I don't don't know what you guys are saying. Well, Kigali, I, I, oh no, no, I'm thinking of Ivory. Never mind. I'm not thinking of that. What what do you got, Ryan? Jane Goodall? Her name was Diane Fossey. I was way off. So Jane Goodall was a gorilla lady too though, right? Well, tell us about Diana Fossey yeah. before we get into that. Fossey devoted her life to saving these gentle primates from extinction, and her conservation efforts have been credited with helping gradually increase the population of mountain gorillas. In December 1985, a few weeks before her 54th, 54th birthday, she was murdered. Mm. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. Tough, tough, tough turn tough, of tough, events. Tough, tough, tough. Yeah. Um, but dude, that's exciting. Diana so it's Fossey. like, it's like, pretty much planned and yeah I, we will i got the i mean dude i was going back and forth i was strung out as i often am i haven't been sleeping i've been same problem waking up at 4 a.m every goddamn night 
Are you strung out from the travel planning process? And just the just the general. expense of everything. You know, how are we going to come up with the money for this? Like, where, you know, mm-hmm. what are we, you know, what are we doing? And uh, I think that all I, I, what I needed to do was lock in flights because Sierra was like, look, this is too expensive. Let's just change our mind. Let's go to Hawaii for a week. Right. You right. know, and we can spend a, a fifth of the price and and live like kings for mm-hmm. 10 days and also you know we're going to be exhausted after our wedding and you know we'll be able to really recuperate from it and sort of celebrate our our next chapter and it all sounded great but i think once i found these flights i was able to use points Sick. um and Sick. and i got round trip premium economy so there's foot rests and decent recline nice and it's just two of us in a row um and i got those with with very short connections by the way great good timing all that for um i only ended up paying one thousand five hundred dollars total after using my points oh man oh wait i used three hundred and seventy one thousand amex points and then i paid fifteen hundred dollars on top oh that's like that's a lot but but was, yeah. but but you had to, but you have like business class essentially. Well, solid, yeah. I mean, dude, the, yeah, the flights were like fifty two hundred dollars tote for both of them. Total round trip. That's a lot, yeah. Yeah, that's it's crazy. crazy. That's crazy. Um, but you know, we're flying Boston to Kenya, yeah, and then Kenya to New York mm-hmm. on Delta. Solid. So solid, dude. Yeah, well, well done. We'll see. That's gonna be fun. Jane is still alive. Who's Jane? Jane Goodall. <laughs> Jane Goodall. Oh, Jane Goodall. Yeah. And what's her deal? Jane Goodall is still alive. She is a... <laughs> She's still alive. English uh-huh. primatologist. Mm. Does she live with them or just studies knows them, them? From afar. She studies them. Okay. Jane G. I'm going to study them. Uh, you sure are. I'm going to... It's going to be... They're going to tell me it's time to go and I'm going to say, mm-mm. She's most known for her long-term study of wild chimpanzees in Tanzania. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Dude, that I can't wait till they're telling you. They're like, all right, make do the thing where you're deferential to the silverback and Francis is just like Instagram storing it and the fucking gorilla rips the phone out of his hand. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be problematic. <laughs> dude, gonna... I need that content though, dude. Well, I'm gonna have some content, that's for sure. Apparently they do the, the silverback will do some false charges. Oh, He'll run at you, beating his chest. It's super scary. And then they like ward him off. They can tear you to shreds. Oh, yeah. Dude, imagine how much that thing can bench. Oh, my God. Think of the fucking what it would dude. look like on creatine. It would be so fucking gnarly, dude, to watch that jacked gorilla just behave like a human in front of you. Yeah. Well, the weather's improving, Julio. Uh, eh, thankfully. Which means it's time to dust off our trusty bird dogs. Throw those shorts on, baby. Go it's be time. Fun. It's short season, just about. Dude, have you ever played that game Spikeball? Of course I've played that game. Did, have I played that game Spikeball? <laughs> Who do you think I am? Some kind of loser? Dude, that's a, bur- a good bird dog short game. It sure is. You play, you play Spikeball in those shorts. You then jump in the ocean directly after. And then after that, you head up to the barbecue where you can hang and chill with all your friends. Love that. Same pair. They've got the built-in underwear liner, which will prevent the sand from the spike ball arena from creeping up into your nether regions and causing (laughs) unwanted chafing. You do not want that. You know, as as we all know, is is something you don't want. You don't want it. So go to uh, birddogs.com, use promo code BANANA, and you're going to get 
a whistling football with your first order that sounds just like this as it comes in towards your head. That's right. Birddogs.com, promo code banana. You will enjoy your pairs of bird dogs. Trust us. Go there now. Yeah. Anytime I watch a gorilla doc, it just fucks me up watching it. It's like the same as learning about like the theory of relativity as far as like brain pain. Hmm. Really? I don't know. The idea like time is relative, like wrapping one's head around that to me is equally mind blowing as like watching primates behave so humanly. But I like that. I do too. It's, I, I'm, this, Whereas it's a good I don't, thing. I don't really like the theory of relativity stuff. <laughs> I don't like quantum physics. It just, what, what do you, what do you, mean you just, don't like it? It's just stupid. Come what? on. What if what if it's all wrong? But it's not. That's the what whole if point. it's just all bullshit. But it's isn't the whole point of it that it's mathematically proven. Therefore, I mean, I feel like you can apply math to anything, and and you know wormholes, and you know, listen, Julio, if you <laughs> picked up your hat right now and you frisbeed it out into the uh, living room, and it disappeared in the middle of the air, and then came from behind us and landed on your head. Having traveled a hundred years ahead and was wearing a pin that said, you know, uh-huh. I don't know, someone's the president of 2096. Right. Then I would say, wow. Yeah, but bro, that can't happen. Is the point. Well, not according to your documentaries. What? No, dude, the, the theory of relativity does not say I can throw my hat into a wormhole. Like, it, it, you know, it, whatever it says is what it says. It's like, you know. What does it say? Nobody knows. Time is relative. Okay, well, what does that mean? I know. So that's the whole thing. Like thinking about what that means is a painful experience, but it's it's interesting. Like time can be experienced in different ways depending on certain factors. Ugh. How quickly you're moving, like all this shit. Like watching that, what was the Matthew McConaughey movie? Interstellar. Watching Interstellar is like painful because it's like, oh, like this is obviously not real, but these principles are, and that's crazy. Yeah, but see, that's... That's where I, 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 I do have issue, right? Interstellar, to me, for all we know, is a complete and utter work of fiction. No, dude. Like, the, okay, they, the, the gravity stuff is, but other, the other stuff is not. The other stuff is real, bro. You're talking about wormholes and... No, not even wormholes. Alternate realities. No, no, and no, not at all. Not, none of that stuff. If you're, if you're in a different realm. No, the idea, okay, when he goes onto that planet... Obviously, this is impossible because we can't like travel that far yet, right? But in theory, that is real. The idea that you can go onto a planet that's spinning in orbit so quickly that when you get off of the planet, 10 seconds have gone by, but for the people that were still waiting on the ship, 100 years have gone by. Nonsense. It's real, bro. I think that's nonsense. It's not nonsense. It's mathematically proven. That's, oh, yeah? That's, yeah. Who proved that? Matthew McConaughey? Albert Einstein, dude. That's the whole theory of relativity. E yeah. equals MC squared. That's what it means. Well. It literally means that that's real. Energy equals mass times the speed of light squared, right? Isn't that E equals mc squared? I guess. And yeah. and, and and again, th- this is just, dude. It's a. It's you know. I I I have I have no idea. There is a part of me that wonders if guys like Stephen Hawking, you know, <laughs> buried themselves in these theories and then put them out there, uh, almost as a way of kind of patting themselves on the back. Dude, like we're you're, you're in- disagreeing with the most profound mathematical discovery of human the history of humanity. You just disagree with it. It's a it's an equation, dude. It's a proven fact. Yeah. You just don't agree. No, no, no. <laughs> it's not that I don't agree. I just don't really understand its applications about 
you, you know, like like one thing I, I do really like, I like black holes. I think mm. black holes are great. But black holes, there's like less, less like knowledge about. Yes, agree that I, they're great. I, I understand. I understand the concept that you know it, there's so, it's a, a collapsed star that has so much gravity that it just consumes basically anything that comes within you know whatever mm-hmm. miles of it. I don't know, but you know, you get whatever. Again, like <laughs> I don't know enough to to really even try to summarize these things, but that sort of makes sense to me. This concept of you know certainly let's call it time travel like is time travel no worked into they say that you can't because it's impossible for you to like travel to physically travel through time you can't like be one place and then go to another one like that like like the idea that i can be here and then i can teleport like you can't do that okay so then are wormholes a thing i don't know i don't know what the deal with wormholes are or how they apply to this but like i'm just saying i don't know okay but like for example watching a star moving through the sky is like proof of like that happened, you know, however mil- billion years ago or something, and you're seeing it now, type of thing. But what if they're just wrong? Like, what if what? Because they've yeah, never I've, been out to that star, mm-hmm. you know. And listen, dude, there were mathematical theories that proved that the dude, Earth was flat. They have ion and- colliders. They have things. They have they have simulations that that do the same thing that the universe does. There's two of them in the world. One of them is on Long Island, and I've actually been to it. <laughs> because I shot a sexual harassment commercial at the fucking <laughs> at the at the lab, dude. and they were like, "All right, bye." And I just like didn't listen and drove around the grounds and saw the ion collider. There's only two. There's one in Switzerland and there's one here in Long Island. Mm. But the Brookhaven incident. Uh, we should probably cut that part. I mean, it's wait, why? I guess okay, that know. you did a sexual harassment commercial. No, that I just drove around the grounds. Oh, uh, you can. To. I'm sure for the fine. sake of comedy, he's lying. Okay. <laughs> that's I can't I can't take credit for that. That's a Jim Jeffries line. But dude, they generate they they move particles at the speed of light so that they can experiment and like test these theories out that are proven. So like All right, but but here here's my question, right? And again, I, I'm playing devil's advocate a little bit here. But there's no devil's advocate to be played, dude. It's literally I, and I get that you're saying conceptually, what if somehow they just like made us think something's true that isn't? But I think the whole point of it is that it is proven as fact. But okay. Okay, but here's my my thought, right? What if a hundred years from now the science has developed, we have better technology, we can travel farther into space, uh, our our you know telescopes are far more powerful, we we can see these things better, and they look back on what we thought we knew now, and they think we weren't even close. That was very rudimentary science. So yeah, so that's but rudimentary doesn't dis necessarily discount what is already true, and you know, again, maybe I just don't have enough expertise. However, it seems to me that no matter what happens, this will remain to be the truth. While we may learn more, and this may be rudimentary and simple compared to what we're going to know in 100 years, this just is what it is. I, I, I don't think that truths are that resolute. Yeah, but m- maybe, but like mathematical ones aren't, aren't they just like true? Well, but then, then people continue to create math proofs and expand math in the same way that we expand medicine and, and science totally but it doesn't change the length of an inch you know what i mean like but that's a human a, construct i understand but math then is too right this is back to our old discussion oh. mm. um regardless regardless fine but like whatever you want to call it human construct or not like this is just like how long i'm, I'm holding a peace sign up right now the distance between this is just an absolute thing right 
Yeah. I'm fine with that. I think it's a leap from something that simple to these. Look, but look. but the speed with which you travel between the two of them changes the concept of time. Okay. All right. So which is also. Let me ask you this: Is there a possibility in your mind that we saw phenomena that we could not explain, and so we worked math in around those concepts that we fit the math to it, we fit the science to it? Um, I don't know, man. I don't think so. Like, not do you with see that. what I'm saying? Though I do, I do. And like the idea, you're like, oh wow, like we can't explain this. We should think of a theory for it. Yeah, which is, but but that is just proving it. That is literally what it is. It, that, that isn't that called figuring it out? To me, it's almost like you're just labeling it. You know, you're barcoding what uh, something. No, dude, that's not like giving the universe a gender. You like. <laughs> You figured out the universe. You figured out how it worked. I don't think you're we not labeling. You're not universe. like that's a shooting star. It's the, explaining the idea of the light traveling and what that means about like time and shit. I took a class in school that was called the expanding universe, and it was really confusing. I'm sure. Um, you know who was in my section for that class? Yeah. My it was uh, Jeremy Lin. Oh, really? Yeah, Lin Sanity. That's crazy. But um, I'm sure he took the he took the. Uh, concepts that he learned and apply them to making every three-pointer for three I know, months i know Lindsay, yeah. Was amazing, dude. yeah the time in the nba is relative you know you can do more in three months if you, <laughs> you <laughs> sign a really book deal fast. and sell jerseys in taiwan uh, if you continue if you continue flying around the globe in yeah, a certain direction yeah no but um you know I, I, the, the one thing I remember was that the, they, they obviously, there's a consensus that the universe is expanding, um, at like, a, I think an increasing rate and people don't really know why. Mm -hmm. Right. And so there are so many unknowns, um, that deal with, you know, astrophysics and quantum physics and all that. Right. But one of them is not whether or not the theory of relativity is or is not fact. Right? It's a mathematical equation. So I'm sure in your class, they didn't say, I don't, we don't know if that equation is going to matter soon. They just said, we don't know why the universe is expanding so rapidly. This is a thing where I'm frustrated by my lack of knowledge, but I also don't want to do the research because I don't like the topic that much. Mm -hmm. Isn't that weird? Right. But, but the, again, so then I don't understand why there's this, such a doubt of what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not even certain of my doubt. I'm not. <laughs> Guys. My life has changed ever since I started smoking dad grass. You're a big dad grass fan, and so am I. Well, dude, honestly, it's because the whole process of just smoking a bunch of weed, I just get too high, dude. Yeah. And then I just get depressed and doubt everything I've ever done. Goodness, that and sounds like a problem. When one smokes dad grass, you get all the chill of the process of smoking and chilling and burning and being chill without having to hate yourself. I'm always looking for the chill without the hate. <laughs> the chill without the hate is where it's at, yeah, dude. All chill, no hate. I love that. It's really great. Daggrass is legal, organic, smokable hemp that relaxes your body and mellows your mind. Dude, they've recently introduced tincture, too. Ah, I love a good tincture. I don't know if you guys know about tincture, but it's just a little drop drop. Yeah, a little dropper. Right in the old tongue rooney Mm-hmm. Right under the tongue. They tell you to put it under your tongue, don't they? Oh, do a they? A lot of the time, they do tell you to do that. That yeah. sounds about right to me. Chris is to nodding it. his head. Yeah. Looks yeah. like my process has just gotten sped up, dude. Mm. Very dope. Um, all Daggrass products are federally legal for ages 21 and over, and it ships right to your door anywhere in the U.S. 
Whether you're looking for a new buzz or a chill way to enjoy an old favorite, Daggrass will leave you in a euphoric mood. Right now, Daggrass is offering our listeners 20% off your first order when you go to dadgrass.com slash oops. Go to dadgrass.com slash oops for 20% off your first order. That's dadgrass.com slash oops. And by the way, do you not find in the world right now that you encounter a lot of people who do what I am doing? Uh, I think there are more and more people who are who are doing this now. <laughs> doing what? Just like... Well, da- just doubting? doubting what we have long considered to be truths. Mm, like what kind of stuff? Typically, it has to do with what the media tells us. Mm-hmm. And I find that really frustrating. What? The fact that the media... Well, you, you don't trust the media? Yeah, they'll they'll tell you, you know, everyone, you know, from from election fraud mm-hmm. to, you know, that the the number of people who were killed on the Capitol riots was overinflated or mm. uh, you know, all, all these it's usually political, but but then you apply it to, you know, the efficacy of COVID vaccines mm. and uh, you know, all this stuff and just everyone seems to doubt for the sake of doubting. It's become sport. Mm. And I understand where that comes from, at least like, you know, the me like like this idea that in order to get people to watch, you need to sensationalize things like that seems to be a pretty sound uh, concept. Like, I understand what why people think that. And, you know, in, in my personal experience, I think I could apply that directly to just traveling around the world in places where, you know, they say you can't. Mm-hmm. And I, I've seen it firsthand. It's like, oh, like, what is there to be scared of? Like this idea that they're trying to, like, scare you into watching the news. It's like a cliche at this point. Yes, but I I think for me, you know, I try not to doubt some of these things because I I think life, this is going to sound very much like the sheep brain thing that people would accuse me of, but (laughs) I, I, I find it easier to trust a lot of this because it just makes life simpler. Trusting what? You know, that, that, the election votes were counted proper, you know, or, or that, that outcomes were so, proper. So, this, or, so I think it's important to be, to, to like separate the, COVID vaccine, the different things that you're saying. Yeah. The, the COVID vaccine does work and it's not going to cause you to have, you know, a mutant child or mm-hmm. lower your, grow your testicles. Like Nicki Minaj said, any of that stuff, you know, I just sort of shove that into a box and say nonsense. But for me, it's a lot more fun to <laughs> to doubt Einstein's theory of relativity because mm-hmm. it doesn't really by by not subscribing to it I'm not losing something from my life. I'm not risking I'm not rocking the foundations of my belief system. Uh yeah, I'm just I just like don't get it. Like how, I don't get how, where how, you're going with this. I don't even know if I <laughs> I don't even know if I doubt it. My my point is this. What does the theory of relatively relativity have to do with my life? How does it impact my life? It doesn't, which is a good point. Like why, who, who, who cares to me is a very fair. That's a very fair take. Who cares? I'm just saying in the, in we, we no, I'm serious. How we got here is talking about the mind blowing things that blow my mind. One of them being primates acting like humans and seeing them use their hands and be affectionate and like, communicate and have fun all that shit fucks me up in a positive way the same way thinking about the universe does while that you may not share the same interest in the universe i'm not like a universe buff but whenever i hear some like crazy uh thing fact about the universe where it like 
I can grasp what it means. I'm always kind of like, whoa. But like, that, I'm not saying everybody should feel that way. Hmm. I find that, um, I find that with uh, the universe stuff, they just don't really make an effort to explain it to the lowest common denominator. Yeah. Which makes me think that there is a superiority element to it. You know like, what I don't understand specifically, and I would love if you could explain it to me, the Higgs boson particle. particle and what that means. And I know they're like, oh, if it were to happen, the whole universe would disappear or something. Like, I don't know what it means. And I, everyone says it's the most significant discovery of the 21st century. Yeah, but I don't know. There what you means. go. I mean, I, in order to have even a clue, I'd have to bring up the index card that I wrote for a bio quiz <laughs> 20 years ago. Um, but, you know, I guess, I guess to me, when high-minded concepts where there's a, a, a real barrier to entry, it's new information, right? Uh, when they are explained in ways that are not readily understood by people of able minds mm -hmm. like i consider myself to have at, at the very least an able mind mm -hmm. i can take on new information and yet if you're still explaining it to me in a way where i don't get it and i'm trying then i then it's on you i don't think you're really trying though and i, I get you should <laughs> I, I get that you shouldn't have to try i'm serious i get what you're saying you shouldn't have to try so hard to learn it but if you decided to want to try to understand it, you could probably pretty easily. I watched, I bet in I've 10 seen minutes. Interstellar probably two or three times. I still don't get it. I Same. And I watched it with a person who understood it and they were explaining to me as the movie got on. By the way, this is the same exact feeling that I had when I went to see Jordan Peterson. <laughs> I'm like, you're talking over our heads so that we don't have access to the, uh, to the thoughts and that we're going to then take what you've said on faith. Um, and, 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 and give you credit you don't deserve because you're not, you're not laying it out in, in, in the most concrete way. It doesn't seem like that. Con it's, it doesn't seem like what he does is super concrete to begin with though. Right. Is it kind of like, I don't know ideas about society. I, I don't know. I, I, I think I, I want to hope that quantum physics, there is a beginner's guide that, you know, can make it, can get you there. Um, on an on an easier track, I just haven't found it yet. Every time I've ever heard someone start talking about it, it's they're 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 starting on third base, and I'm like, come on, man, give me a chance. Yeah, dude. I mean, fucking universe, dude. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cool. That um, was fun, dude. I, I have a th I have a thing. I <laughs> I have a thing for you that I am curious mm. about your thoughts. Please, on. please. Okay, so. People actually love to ask me about when I'm going to propose to Hillary. Yes. Um, mm. On all sorts of different walks of life, like whether it be podcast people who I've never met or friends or friends of friends. And they'll usually like bring it up. I've realized this. I answer rhetorical questions. I, if anybody or if anybody asks me any question about anything, I will actually give you my actual answer. Even if they're not. Chris was actually mentioned this the other day about me. And it's true. Like if somebody's like, would you rather do this or this? And it's absolutely absurd. I will answer it completely honestly when maybe they weren't expecting to get an answer. Okay, but hold on one second. Pump, well, hold your horses. Sorry, sorry. That didn't sound like a rhetorical question. So it isn't, but like here's, it's not actually a rhetorical question, but if somebody's like, so when are you and Hillary going to get married? 
They don't expect me to like give the actual specific answer that I'm thinking. They're asking for your thought process. They're, no, they're not. And I give it to them. They're asking for, if they expect me to be like, oh, you know, soon. They don't expect me to be like, well, once XYZ happens and then this happens, then maybe we'll start yeah. looking. And then could you give an example right now of a rhetorical question? Um, yeah. A rhetorical question is, uh, it's nice out there, huh? Really? Like, like I know it's not nice out. It's raining. So therefore the answer, we both know that I know the answer to the question. Therefore that would make that a rhetorical question. Right? I see what you a mean. A question that doesn't need answering. I see what you mean. It's like nice day, huh? Right. And it, it's a joke because it's so shit. It's dumping rain. Uh, to me, so instead of answering, I can go. <laughs> to me, that's like almost more of an ironic question. And, and I'm going to, I want to get you back. Question? It could be, it could be. Yes, a rhetorical question is one that is not meant to be answered. It's, right. it's, it's posed for the sake of emphasis, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, if, if we were, let's say that you and I were a doubles partnership mm -hmm. um, and, and we were playing terribly together, mm -hmm. super hungover, getting absolutely thrashed. And I, I turned to you on, on, on a break when we're you know, having a cup of water. And I said, what are we doing here? <laughs> right, right. That right. is a rhetorical question, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not asking you to say, well... Right. We're playing tennis. It's this doubles tournament that we signed up for. Right, right. Right? It's, it's what are we doing here? Like, this right. isn't going well. We have no idea. Like, what, why, why can't we play better? Mm -hmm. So, okay, back to, back to you. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, okay. I, I, it occurred to me, rhetorical questions are, are almost like a dying art form. I haven't heard too many lately. And it, it's harder to put your finger on them. Right. So, okay. So, that, yeah. So, like... And now this is showing me too that they come in different forms. Like like uh what you just said and to a degree while a an absurd would you rather might actually not be a rhetorical question. It actually maybe maybe you wouldn't put it in that same category, but like there's no way like someone ex maybe would just expect you in that situation to laugh. If it's about doing some crude sexual act mm. to the most to a person that would make it the absolute most awkward. And for you to like thoroughly think through the amount of money it would cost or whether or not there is even an amount of money because of whatever, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. doesn't matter. I will answer questions like that. And in the situation of the marriage question, while maybe that is not actually a rhetorical question, it, I give more, a more detailed answer than I need to. I see. That I'm tasked with. Got it. Got it. Francis, update us on the Python journey. Well, the Pythons are swelling. Uh, I'm getting to the point now where, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit overbulked almost. You're just too huge. Yeah. And I, I, my, my fiance is a little worried, you know, we, we've been trending in that direction and what's she uh, worried about? She's worried that I'm going to become a bulkosaurus instead of a, <laughs> instead of sort of the lean cut, you know, fighting machine that we both hope for me to be at Got our it. wedding. Got it. And uh, luckily, I have a plan in place to get me back to that that fighting shape. And, that, and it starts with Magic Spoon. Let's yeah. be honest. It's I have it best. every morning. Every morning for my breakfast. I love the Magic Spoon. It fits every single part of my dietary needs and hopes uh, to start my day. Yeah, it's delicious. Zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Only 140 calories per serving. That's so few. It's Keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, build-your-own-box, available flavors to build your very own custom bundle are cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, cinnamon, cookies and cream, and... My favorite. Maple waffle. Bingo. 
Go to magicspoon.com slash oops to grab a custom bundle of cereal and be sure to use our promo code oops at checkout to save $5 off of your order. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash oops and use the code oops to save $5 off. And it made me think of something. So let's say that that's not going to happen for a bit. Do you think it would be crazy to do like a preemptive ring shopping session with your event, the person who you anticipate is going to be your partner enough in advance that it will in no way step on the, the process or the surprise because you've done it so far in advance that now you just know everything you need to know about what she actually wants. So you don't have to worry about it. And then in three years or whatever, she won't see it coming. Mm. or is that too weird Mm. is that not a fun exercise well i think it is fun in the sense that you you would all of a sudden you would she would be excited from that day forward with no idea of when it was coming you know it's uh it's almost like you know putting fear into somebody like watch your back. I'll so what know if, where you are. Okay, okay. But what if there was what if there's like things on the horizon that makes it, it impossible? Like there's no there's zero percent chance that it could happen in the next say fourteen months. Let's but how did how does she know that? She doesn't she, know, she, she does knows know you. That. You're she a, does know that. You're a you're a she knows that. Full of surprises. True, but she knows she knows that. Does she? It, yeah. What if she thinks that by talking about it on the podcast that you're just trying to it's all one big scent throwing you know uh ruse you know she was on the scent and now and now or now she's not there it's a fair point but dude i'm telling she lost you lost her sense of smell, smell she's got covid <laughs> but i'm telling you dude i i it's i get what you're saying and it's true but i really do believe with almost i'm almost certain Maybe not completely, but I'm close to being certain that she knows that it couldn't possibly happen during a specific window of time that it's on the horizon. Okay. Okay. Well, is it still extra to do? Because mm. I'm, I'm against the idea of ring shopping together because I just think it kind of like makes it boring. I think, um, I think there's another way to accomplish sort of the same goal, which is to enlist her friends like there's a good right. chance that they know what she wants mm-hmm. you know yeah. that, that that they have all done ring shopping together that's true um which is what i did i called uh sierra's friend and asked her if she knew what type of ring she wanted and this was like the friend that you knew would know essentially yeah i mean i i had a couple to choose from and were you, was there any kind of thought in your mind about who would be the most Discreet. likely to keep it a secret? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, it, it was, it was very close. All, there were three that I could have asked that I would have trusted to keep it a secret. Uh, I just, there was one that I, I felt like, uh, I don't know. I, I, honestly, she's got three very close friends, all of whom I would have been very you happy to them. ask. Uh, and and who I would have thought would know, mm-hmm. um, and if like this first one hadn't pick, picked up, I would have called the next one, and okay. then the next okay. one. Okay. Um, but I would think that you could that you could call a friend. Listen, there's no. In- they talk about this stuff, right? 
they the friend would know. The friend would know. And and I I think that hopefully um if you were to call a friend, she would uh you know, know that it was more fun for everybody if she kept it a secret. Right. She'd yeah. be on your side about it. There I mean, I definitely know I have a I know some friends already who I know wouldn't say shit. The thing that worries me is that if for some reason <laughs> I'm just picturing you like wearing a hood <laughs> and a gun and like showing up at their door of their little apartment and then being like, All right, if you tell a fucking soul <laughs> what type of diamond does Hillary Hyman want? This is not Julia. That's great. Yeah. That's All right. Weird. What do you got? Sorry. No, literally, like just Rob Pattinson in the shadows <laughs> yeah, and the fucking yeah. hood over my head. Um, well, I just know that she, like, I, there's no way that if I didn't get the exact right thing, she'd be like, oh, I didn't know I liked this, but I do. Like, if I got it wrong, I would just be wrong and I would have to get it. You one. need to get the one she wants, man. I battled with that for a long time. It, it, it just, it, you know. It's that's the way things are now. Mm-hmm. For so long, it wasn't that way. We missed that. We missed that era where, you know, you'd come home from World War II and you'd <laughs> buy a diamond in the gift shop at the airport <laughs> and propose to your wife, whom you hadn't seen in five years while you were engaging in trench warfare <laughs> in Belgium. You're just so happy you're alive. Yeah. And, and boom, there you go. Can't believe it. Wow. Now we can, now we can have, now we can get pregnant instantly. <laughs> you know, it's just not like simpler that. time. Yeah. It was a simpler time, it was a simpler time where there was jo- joy to be receiving anything at all. Um, I, I think there are far more factors now and you know, there's definitely probably, I don't want to spook you on this shit. No, I'm not spooked. I, I'm, but I'm there's probably even a curious. calculus now on, on a lot of, from a lot of women about like what, <laughs> They know they know their guy's financial situation and his income, and they will they will either be disappointed or pleased based on whether they think that he spent the appropriate amount of amount of his right. income on the ring. Yeah, um, and this is where we've even got these bullshit equations now. Three months of his annual salary is you know who fucking came up with that so the reason why i don't that like doesn't apply to us dude because like the way i I mean i'm not i can't speak for you but like the way i I agree it doesn't apply the way that my earning structure works it's just like not applicable like i don't don't know no i get that you've got good months you've got bad months but if she knew that you you know had spent x amount on a on a sheep farm in the metaverse and you didn't spend that much on the ring so she'd be pissed no totally and i absolutely um and i've so i've actually i think that this has come up at some point like she was sort of like saying she was kind of feeling me out and about I, the ring i did something kind of sick dude oh <laughs> she, are you sure you want to tell me all this cuz yeah, 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 there's I a do. chance that she listens to this yeah, no, right no she will it's fine okay. so she was sort of like saying things that indicated that maybe she was like thinking about what concessions she might need to make for her ring. Um, she was just, she was feeling out whether or not that was a thing and she didn't want to, you know, be burdensome or like I, I could, I could sense. She was like, I guess, I guess maybe I could, 
I could do a silver ring instead of a right. that so, kind of thing. No, 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 no. She was just like, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to air her out. Like, I don't want. But yeah, yeah. she was kind of voicing preferential things uh-huh. that she maybe was concerned some of them might be expensive and other things. And I sort of stopped her in the middle of the conversation, and I was like, "Hey, I can afford to get you the ring you want." Oh, <laughs> yeah. And the Ooh. conversation ended. And Damn. dude, I did. It's it's true. Like I'm willing. It's it's. I feel like a lot of the time it's not even about being able to afford. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not gonna. You know, I can't get her like some insanely expensive one. But as far as like rings cost from people that I've known who bought them and the whole kind of spectrum of that, the thing that I've seen in a lot of my friends is more about sort of like the willingness to do it. Yes, the willingness to spend that much of your money on something like that. Yeah. Right. It's, you know? it's definitely scary because, you know, as soon as you do it, you're, you start to think, well, my God, there are so many things I haven't bought in my life because I've said they're too expensive and I could have bought 10 of those for this. Totally. Totally. Um, and it, it really does kind of reorient your, your sense of budget because the engagement ring was the single most expensive thing I've ever purchased in my life. As I've said, by, by orders of magnitude. I mean, up yeah. until that point, the most expensive thing I'd ever bought was my piano, um, which was, I think, you know, $4,500 or something. It was a used upright Yamaha piano, it's which I have, by the way. which, yeah, but I've used, it has been <laughs> such an important <laughs> instrument of my career. Totally. It has true utility in terms totally. of that's where I practice. That's where I write songs, which, you know, pay for my life. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, all the Game of Thrones songs were on that. So uh you know all of a sudden this is a gift it's a gift that is many times more than than what you have ever spent on yourself or Mm -hmm. on a vacation on on a work thing on your rent all that um so dude it's funny because that's so true but i think there's value to the idea of looking at not looking at purchases like in the same way you know what I mean? True. Like it's just a different thing. And this and this is why this is gonna sound like very Gary V of me, but like I can just picture him fucking like talking to the camera and be like, You can't look per- you can't look at purchases like they're the same thing. He's like, if you did that, they want you to do that. <laughs> the V friends V friends drop April twenty sixth. Get it now, white paper, whatever. I, but dude, like I that sounds like a really good Gary V. I have never seen him speak. I haven't. I don't ever. think. I don't think it was a good Gary Vee, to be honest. I mean, it, it, what is his deal? Who is he? What's his story? I don't even actually know. I think he's like a self-help kind of guy, mm. like who also does financial stuff, and now has become a big NFT guy. Right? Is that right at all? He's like entre- entrepreneur. He like he like started uh, selling wine online for his dad's, for his dad's company, company. Yeah, and then he kind of just rolled into his own little entrepreneur. Uh, he's positive. A lot, lot of talk. If you're he, not going to market yourself, who is kind of the guy? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I sent a hundred DMs. There's some validity to his words though, because he he's yeah. predicted some success with with social media, and he's also banking now on the crypto and the meta world. Yeah, he has validity and a history of of being right about things. So. Mm. Yeah, no, I mean, um, I'm not in any way discrediting him. I'm just saying he he strikes me as a person who would tell you that you should view your finances in a different way. He so that I don't know that he's ever actually said that, but I that's what makes me feel better about the idea of this daunting purchase that will by far be the most expensive thing I've ever bought. Yeah, listen, I can tell you some fun things about Please. the engagement ring. First yes. of all, the glow of it lasts a nice long time. So, you know, 
you, as soon as you put that rock on her finger, the two of you will look down on it. On her, her hand takes on a totally different hue. <laughs> it, it 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 has meaning and promise and future tied to it. And uh, you know, you guys will just like look at the diamond and then get turned on and have sex. Nice um, stuff like that. Uh, you know, there's this shift in in her mindset of like wow what a symbolism of adulthood mm. you know what a what a massive piece of my life that has has landed right um, no pun intended yeah and uh you know all there, there's just there's real important circumstance to it which you know i think beyond just the considerations of of how good the diamond is or the setting um you know there's there's a ton of implication tied to it and and that's really fun. Um, I will also say though that you know I think there are a lot of guys out there who want to buy their fiance a really sick, sick diamond ring to flaunt how well they're doing. Mm. You know, it's like their own status symbol. Like I tagged my my girl with uh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. best thing and. To those men, I would say, you're a fucking loser. <laughs> that is a level of insecurity like that I can't even... Because I also have friends who, as, as we all know, wildly successful guys who had no need to do that and did not... They could have afforded, you know, fucking $200,000, $100,000 rings and didn't do that because they were like, that's stupid. You get to a certain point where the returns are just diminishing. I mean, you don't want to put a ring on your girl's finger that is preposterous that can be seen from, you know, the Higgs boson particle. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I, I think that, you, you know, you'll find as you start shopping around um, and I can point you in the right direction that uh, you get to a point where there's like, all right, we're not going to go any bigger than this to go any bigger than this would be ridiculous. It's what we're looking at here is is huge. Um, and you can achieve that by going lower on clarity mm-hmm. and color, uh, which, you know, as long as it still passes the eye test, that's what they say, where it's like you can't see the flaws in the diamond with the naked eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, in order to see that this is not a perfect, flawless diamond, you have to have one of those get widgets, Monocle. which, you know, if God forbid Hillary bought one of those things, throw it in the ocean. Don't have one of those in the house. Have you seen my diamond inspection tool? <laughs> yeah. No. I'm, I'm bringing I some friends over so that they can take a, a diamond <laughs> dealer's look at my ring. Uh, yeah. Fuck that. No. Um, you know, and that's not to say that you should just go to the bottom rung, but you certainly could, and no one would know the difference. Um, and that's where the price really fluctuates. Is uh, based on the clarity and the color more than the actual carrot size. So let me ask you this. Since we're in an era where everybody think everybody is like seeking out some kind of like personal relationship to try to get some wholesale price at a diamond, do you think that that angle is an illusion and it's the same as your uncle saying, oh, I got the guy to knock it down $200? Yeah. I mean, I think short of being related to an actual diamond dealer, you know, you're probably... You're probably talking about one to three to five percent 
bettering of your price. You know, it's not significant. It's it's not gonna it's not gonna move the move the needle a ton. I will say that um, I've also been told that jewelers uh, do not make their bread and butter on engagement rings. You know that there's a lot of transparency, weirdly, in the diamond market, especially when it comes to engagement rings, because they're all buying from kind of the same. Interesting. Uh, you know, whatever they're De called. or whatever. Yeah, well, they're like, you know, um, like the, what are they called? The auctions. Like they're, they're buying Got from it. the same places. Got it. And uh, the prices don't, you know, there, there's a certification sheet for each diamond, which gives you the actual specs, the clarity, the color, the cut, all of that stuff. And, you know, you just can't really, you can't really waver too much from that. If you were to go to, Cartier or Tiffany's, you're going to get your face ripped. Those off are they going to be the most expensive because though. those are just attached to brands that you know maybe put the tiniest little stamp or the fact that it comes in that the band Robin's Egg Blue box. <laughs> right, right. All of a sudden, jacks the price <laughs> a, a preposterous number. Yeah, um, that's a very nice description. So you go to you know you go to a, someone you know, and I got someone. Got I got I got a couple. Dude, yeah, I'm trying to think in my head. I'm like, hmm, what like jewelry people do I know? Because I need to like start cultivating an, an organic friendship now so that when the time comes, it yeah. won't seem calculated. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. Listen, you're going to be able to make this happen in a way where you're not strung out. Uh, you'll find that you have better options than you think. Um, and then I think you'll also find that, you know, They've got payment plans. They've got all kinds of stuff, and you know, there's a there's a way to to get to where you want to be, where she's going to be over the moon no matter what. And uh, you know, by by the way, I, I all of this was acquired knowledge for me. I do. Like, I'm I'm literally your humble fucking student here. But I do you learn. remember the conversations we used to have? I do, when and I, I, and I remember. A, I remember this? a lot of them, and I I've, hated the concept of of engagement rings. No, I know, but I'm just saying you as a person who successfully completed the mission and, you know, the <laughs> the recipient was pleased. I mean, you have it was a moon landing, dude. You put your flag <laughs> down, you did it. I'm just curious because I know you know how to do it. Yeah. It's, it's it's above my pay grade still at the moment, but I'm I'm trying to slowly learn about it so that when it happens it's not too much of a learning curve, you know. Gotcha. Gotcha. You're you're on deep background right now. I'm trying to make it happen love that wow someday well to your original question i i don't i don't i think it could be fun for the two of you to (laughs) to wander just wander in overkill Ooh, should we should we poke our heads in to this store so i brought it up to her i asked her and she kind of was like she was like what and she's like i don't know like isn't that weird and i was like i don't know is it (laughs) 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 and then it just got a little weird uh but I think, I mean, dude, yeah, I don't know. I think you're right. I think all I would need is a friend there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I almost think that because you asked her that, she's now going to start um, circling the horses. Is that the term? What does that mean? Like picking, so should I ask No, her I think she's going to start, she's going to probably now tell a friend, Julio asked me this. Um, I, you know, this oh. may be closer than I thought. So let's, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to start, let's, why don't we girls go look at some diamond rings and then in case he asks one of you, that's fun, you know, 
this is what I want. It could be fun to do a draft where we have like, remember, uh, guess who, where you just start <laughs> knocking people down. Like, yeah. We have the friends and we start sort of like, oh, she has a big mouth. She's not going to know. Uh, she's got, and we, we narrow it down to the final like three. Uh-huh. And those are the people to choose from. These are all things that can be done now. And then we never have to speak about it again. So then when it does in fact come up, it's a complete shock and surprise. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, a fun, it's fun for everyone. It's interesting your your reasoning for this. What do you mean? Well, it's like I want to do it so early that I can distance myself from the actual act. Yeah. Um, it's a lo- gift-giving trip. It's a, it's, in general. Yeah, yeah. That was not my tactic. What, what do you mean? I mean, what? another another tactic is to convince her just fundamentally uh. that it's you're not ready it's farther up down the road than you'd think you know you're not even thinking about it that's fun i i think that as the day comes closer i may start doing some of that you know yeah but you got to be careful with that because you don't want to be it might be a tell you don't well no you don't want to risk her thinking that you're not serious and then she breaks up with you because you've been like nah i'm not ready to get married and meanwhile you have the ring already Oh that happened God. in Friends, by the way. That's a funny. Do you remember Monica Chandler wanted to really throw her off the scent? Oh, and so he funny. downplayed it and was like, I don't even like marriage. I don't even want to get married. And it, she got so stressed because, you know, she's a very neurotic person herself. So that's how she sort of went back to Richard, who out of nowhere was like going to come back into her life and propose. Do you remember in Friends? Are you a Friends guy? Oh, yeah. I, I never really watch. I'm obviously familiar with it because it's the biggest show of all time, but yeah. I don't know like the many episodes. Chris, Ryan, are you guys Friends guys? Is that just something that didn't hit your generation? Hill Dog loves it. Friends is iconic. I, I haven't watched it in years and I don't even think if I went back and watched it now, it might not hold up as well, but man, that was uh, comfort food for a long time. It's a nice show. Yeah. Dude, so we're in the midst right now. So Hill Dog's birthday is approaching, and we're in the midst of Hillica. Do you have I talked about Hillica before? Yeah, Hillica. Eight crazy nights, dude. We get a we get a she gets a different gift every day. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. We are. Uh, th- I think we're we're th- technically on the third day, but I've already given her her third day's gift because I got too excited. But it's a it's really fun, dude. If you so, guys ever want to spice it up, yeah. Put it, throw a ka in your partner's last name and turn it into a, a little annual thing. Wow. Uh, can you tell us the gifts you've gotten or is it yes, too personal? I can tell you the gifts that we've gotten so okay. far. So one of them, for weeks she had just been asking about red airheads because we she couldn't find them uh-huh. uh, like individually. They only had blue ones and she could never find red individual airheads. So I got her a giant thing of red individual airheads, wow. which the other day when I was doing a hangobi thing. I was pouring a hangobi. There was a giant thing of red airheads in the background. Everyone's like, are you not going to explain the red airheads? This is me explaining it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, I got her that. Then I got her like a little sculpture thing for the apartment. Like a little... Uh, cool. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Then I got her a medical grade heating pad. <laughs> <laughs> because dude, the amount of times I'll reach over in the middle of the night and in bed put my arm around her and just feel a fucking stealth heating pad on her that I didn't know was there to begin with. Wow. It's become like one of our jokes. I'm like, ah. is that for her back pain or is it to keep her warm? It's for like all, all of the above. It's like, I don't think back pain necessarily, but any ailment whatsoever. It's almost like an Italian grandmother saying, oh, drink of these for everything. Mm-hmm. Or like the cough medicine thing. What was that? Greek wedding. 
it's like her she's like oh the healing path for everything mm. type of thing wow uh the idea of adding heat to the bed is so horrible to me that i just can't even fathom that <laughs> i agree dude. i'm so i need it cold she ostracizes me for not being under the cover she's like why are you not under the covers i was like we just don't do that <laughs> we don't need that like you guys yeah yeah women love the women covers. i think i think women all all across the board have some version of the plague which they've never shaken um <laughs> Dude, I love it. I love it. Always, dude. Always love an episode where we where we only cover a couple topics. Usually yeah, we do a deep dive. Well, it's cool to hear you talking about the engagement stuff. Boy, oh boy, I didn't see that coming today. <laughs> I mean, it's not. It ain't coming anytime soon, but yeah. sooner than later, perhaps. So, Ooh, okay. That's that. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, watch my Iraq video, please. I'd really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I have some road dates uh, coming up. Schedule will slowly but surely get filled, and I will be coming to a city near you. Francis, what do you got coming I've up? I've got Laugh Boston. Big weekend, May 19th to the 21st. Get those tickets at FrancisEllis.com. Appreciate you all so much.